football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Tuesday, October 11th edition of the show. Hopefully everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful day thus far and a good week, really. Uh, we got a lot to discuss today, so let's go on and get after it. You guys know the Tuesday evening show, also known as the Wednesday morning podcast from here on, uh, is, uh, is really the college football viewing guide. Uh, we also will be here, maybe... I might be clipping. If, if we're clipping, I think I got it fixed now. But regardless, uh, we have got uh, news to discuss. We have got my NFL picks. We have got the most valuable players of the week in college football. We've got which games were the most watched. And, of course, at the end, as I mentioned, the college football viewing guide for week number seven. So a lot to get into for today's show. But before we begin... Of course, the show is always brought to you by BetUS. It is America's premier online sportsbook. It's America's favorite sportsbook since 1994. That's right, they've been doing this a very, very long time. There is a link in the description. You can click that and go visit. But BetUS is where the game begins. Incredible sportsbook. And of course, I host the BetUS College Football Show. If you are not watching that, please Go ahead and click the link in the description and go and subscribe to the channel. We are almost to 10,000 subs over there. So make sure that you are subscribed there. Make sure you're subscribed here. Go ahead and like the video. And let's go on and get into it. Uh, Florida versus LSU is this weekend. And there are storylines around this game. We are going to start off with that one. Uh, not going to spend long on it, but obviously it is something that uh, that needs to be discussed heading into the ballgame. Did LSU make the correct hire? That's the biggest question when it comes to a game like this. Billy Napier was sitting in their backyard. He was coaching at Louisiana, or ULL, Louisiana Lafayette, whatever you want to call it. I think they are known now as Louisiana. And he was right there to be had. But Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, has always been known as I believe some have called him a big game hunter. He wants a name that is nationally known that's going to bring a ton of hype along with it. Somebody that uh, has proven it on a big scale in the past. And that's exactly what Brian Kelly has done when he was at Notre Dame, when he was at Cincinnati, etc. He has won everywhere that he has been. It appeared to be a no-brainer, cannot-miss kind of hire. But the kind of money that you had to spend on Brian Kelly to not know exactly what it is that you're getting. That's where it becomes a question, right? And to me, there's no doubt. I do believe that Brian Kelly will be successful in Baton Rouge. He's going to have the most talented players he has ever had, but it is an incredibly different culture than he has ever been in. There is a difference between going from Central Michigan to Cincinnati to Notre Dame all the way down to LSU. It's just different. So there are ways that it could possibly not work. And we have seen, it's been proven thus far this season, those monster mega contracts that you give these kinds of coaches doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to get that same return on investment. We've seen it with Jimbo Fisher. The massive contracts that he has gotten at Texas A&M fully guaranteed over 10 years. I mean, he, he they don't owe him a buyout after 2031. Before that, it is an incredible amount of money every single year. 
if they wanted to fire Jimbo after this season, I mean, we're talking about $95 million, $89 million, something like that, whatever it is. It's just a ridiculous sum of money. Uh, but Billy Napier was right in the backyard. Oh, uh, by the way, another example, Mel Tucker. That's another one that just got a huge contract that is guaranteed. Uh, Brian Kelly is the other one. Huge contract guaranteed. I don't know that you can really worry too much about Nick Saban's contract or even Dabo Sweeney's contract. You know what those guys are. They're already established in their roles. You're not giving major contracts to people that have not been at that job. And that's the situation here, right? You look at what Billy Napier is doing on the recruiting trail at Florida. You're looking at what he's doing as far as building up. I mean, these are two four-and-two football teams. Billy Napier is a good football coach with a lot of accolades, and he's young, and he's still learning, and he's figuring it out. But you've got a guy that you could have there for years and years and years, right? So that is the storyline going into this game. How much vitriol does Billy Napier have for LSU for not looking at him for the job, right? There there may have been some discussions, but he was never seriously considered, and yet Florida just came right in and said, yep, this is the guy. Once they fired Dan Mullen, they said, this is who we want. Like, we're going to go in and get and it was a very seamless process, very smooth, didn't have to worry too much about it, and they got their guy. And it looks good on the recruiting trail. Everything looks all right thus far at LSU, it's okay, uh, but you're still, obviously, both of these teams, you're rebuilding rosters, you're rebuilding culture, etc. There are going to be growing pains, but this is the first of many annual matchups that you will have to watch out and see uh, what does it look like, what do the trends look like going forward with Billy Napier and Brian Kelly. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen on Saturday night for sure. All right, let's dive into our next topic here. And this is a fun one. Eli Ricks, of course, cornerback at the University of Alabama, posted an LSU picture on his social media accounts. And we're going to pull it up on the screen so that you can see it. Brody Miller from over at The Athletic said, Eli Ricks went out with midseason surgery at LSU in 2021. His mother confidently said he was not transferring. He then transferred to rival Alabama. He did not earn a starting spot. He has mainly just rotated in, and now he posts this. He said, never a dull moment. Uh, but you look at this, and it's just a, a black and white picture of him in his LSU gear, and it's uh, I believe it's an Instagram story, if I'm not mistaken. But... Uh, but a lot of people were posting earlier that he, um, oh, he did the the post on it, the caption on it said, "I know what to do." Uh, then come back. Uh, so uh, when you look at what's going on here, uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot to read into this. Uh, people were saying that Ricks had wiped all of his Alabama stuff off of his social media accounts. He never had any to begin with. So, at least according to Ricks, right? That's the the big issue here. That seems to be a growing theme with athletes is whenever they get tired of a place or they're ready to move on, they wipe their social media of whatever they had, whatever the team is that they're playing for. Uh, I can understand why Ricks would be upset, right? He transferred to Alabama, thought that he was guaranteed a starting spot, and he got beat out, bottom line. Uh, Terry and Arnold has been starting quite a bit or has been playing quite a bit. 
Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry is playing quite a bit. I mean, they got Kyrie Jackson, et cetera. They got Dute at Alabama. And I think he, he had to have known that going in. You're not just going to be handed a spot. You better be the best guy. Otherwise, you're not going to play. I mean, that's the bottom line. So we'll see what this means going forward. Uh, is Eli Ricks going to try and transfer out of Alabama again? If he does, uh, unless he graduates, uh, he will have to sit out a season the next time that he moves. Um, but we'll see. Because, I mean, the guys that are playing in front of him are all younger than he is. So that's, that is a question to see. Uh, but, yes, uh, always, always something new. Always something new in this crazy sport. Alabama and Minnesota have scheduled a home-and-home series starting, excuse me, in 2032 and 2033. (laughs) Let's pull it up on the screen so you can see it. Uh, Yes, home-and-home series in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 2032, in Tuscaloosa in 2033. Now, this is replacing the Oklahoma series that Alabama had scheduled. And, of course, Oklahoma is coming to the SEC, so you cannot schedule uh, that as a non-conference game going forward. Uh, but this is an interesting matchup, right? Uh, this is a big thing that uh, that Saban has been wanting for quite some time to make sure that they play as many good, big-brand teams as possible. This seems like a fit. Now, will Saban be there in 10 years when this starts? Probably not. Will P.J. Fleck be at Minnesota in 10 years when this starts? Probably not. Just a guess. But uh, (coughs) I do think it's still a fun matchup. This is a good, good matchup that it's two brands that have only played once in the past. Minnesota, I believe, beat Alabama at a bowl game uh, back in the 90s or early 2000s, whatever it was. Uh, But these are two teams that have passionate, devout fan bases from the two premier conferences in college football. Uh, I, I think it's great on both sides for them to agree to this. This is a fun, fun game. Um, if you're Minnesota, I'm sure that you're hoping that uh, this is not one of the years where you have to play uh, Michigan or Ohio State. <laughs> just just a guess. Just a guess. But yes, a fun matchup nonetheless. Uh, I like these I like these home-and-home non-conferences. Uh, I, I mean, I would love to go to Minneapolis to see a game, especially in September when it's not super, super cold. You're not going to get a bunch of snow in September in Minneapolis, but uh, but it'll still be a good time, I would imagine. All right, let's talk about some injury updates right quick. Uh, Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels is not expected to play against Oklahoma this weekend. Now, I'm sure the majority of people watched Jason Bean against TCU last week, and Bean was awesome. Really, really good. Uh, made some outstanding plays, but to me, those plays are not exactly sustainable. Some of those catches that were made, some of the throws that were made, were just awesome. And we'll see. And obviously, I I think Kansas can still score on Oklahoma's defense, but uh, you are missing something when you lose Jalen Daniels, for sure. Uh, Next on the board, Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. He has been cleared to play against BYU this weekend. That total was at 59.5. It has jumped up to 66. And now Arkansas, who was a three-point underdog when the week started, at the opening line, of course, uh, that has now moved out to Arkansas as a one-point favorite. Uh, In some places, it's up to one and a half. So the line has shifted 
due to KJ Jefferson being announced for this game. Uh, we're probably going to talk about that on the Thursday show. We'll, we'll probably hit that game up, so I'll do a bit of a breakdown on that. Uh, the final topic before we get into, uh, before we hit ads and all that good stuff, uh, does Matt Rule fit at some of these big jobs? And the reason, of course, that I bring this up, if you listened to the college football rundown that I do on the days when we don't do one of these full shows, uh, he was fired from the Carolina Panthers. So that is obviously a big-name candidate for college football openings across the country, namely Nebraska, Auburn, if and when it opens, uh, Arizona State, etc. There are a ton of options for Matt Rule right now if he wants to get back into the game. And the fact that he was fired from Carolina early is maybe uh, a, a maybe that gives you a little more insight. Maybe it uh, it helps you if you're Matt Rule, of course. Maybe it helps you get back on the horse quicker. Uh, whereas if you had coached through most of this season and had taken all those losses, etc., uh, you aren't just jumping from one job to another. Now you have time to breathe. For a little bit, so you might could jump in and take over a job. The question is, does he want the stress of being a college football head coach with all of the different things that have changed since he left just a few short years ago? Uh, he's only been the head coach for two and a half seasons, uh, but things were changing with him immediately, right? Like they've got a lot that he's got to figure out. He did have he had the foresight to hire Joey McGuire at Baylor, and McGuire helped build that roster significantly. My question is, is he going to be able to utilize the transfer portal? He Because he never had to do that in the past. Is he going to be able to uh, recruit if you're going to a big-name job? If you are at Nebraska, you are expected to be able to recruit at a high level, uh, whether it be from the portal or from high school, right? You, you need to be able to do that. Maybe it fits better at Nebraska where you don't necessarily have to get the highest-rated recruits. You just got to get guys that can play, and you can develop them into good football players. But at these big-name schools, you're going to have to be able to get the best players because they are going to expect you to compete for championships. While he did that in the Big 12, I don't know if you can do that necessarily in the Big 10. Can you find the diamonds in the rough and turn them into Big 10 title contenders? Uh, because once if they are going to pay just a ridiculous amount of money, that's what they are going to expect. They are going to expect you to get to the championship game at some point and probably some point soon. It will be a bit of a pressure cooker. Now, it, when it begins, obviously, they will be happy with going to a bowl game. They will be happy with going 9-3 and three or whatever it may be when the schedule fits correctly. Eventually, you do that enough times and you are going to have to take that next step. Have we ever seen Matt Rule take that next step? And that's that's where the question comes in with a lot of these guys, right? Matt Campbell, etc. If you got the coaching chops, you got the coaching chops. Obviously, Matt Rule knows what he's doing, but there are questions about this. So does Rule want to do it? And if you're in Nebraska or whoever else, do you want to do that? Do you want to give somebody like him one of these mega contracts that we just talked about with Brian Kelly and Mel Tucker, etc.? Do you do that? Because if you if you do that and it doesn't work, it can set your football program back another decade, etc. I mean, there are issues there. So, uh, a lot of questions. A lot of questions for sure. So, uh, we'll go on and hit an ad right quick, 
And then on the backside, the most valuable players in college football from last week, etc. Let's check out some things you should know about. College football is back, and BetUS TV has you covered. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we've got expert game analysis to help you make informed decisions before kickoff, only on the BetUS TV College Football Channel. Visit winningcureseverything.com to find everything you need to know about us, including full shows in video or podcast form, gambling picks, merch, the gear we use, and more. If you want more content from me, Gary, visit BetUSTV.com. I host the How to Gamble on Sports Show and, from August through January, the BetUS College Football Show. You can subscribe to both on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. And now, back to the show. All right, let me go ahead and tell you right quick about Valtimeri Surf Company. This is a new clothing line, clothing uh, store, clothing company, whatever you would like to call it, uh, that has put together some collegiate apparel. And what they've done is they take the college towns of whatever your favorite team is, your favorite school, and they have a collection of shirts centered around beach life, right? Really fun stuff. The shirts are very high quality, and I've got two of them. I really enjoy them. I really enjoy. It. I've got a crimson one and a white one. You guys know I am. I'm an Alabama fan. That's just the way it is. Uh, I remain unbiased. I will call it like I see it. But uh, as we go, this Valtimeri Surf Company, they have got fantastic shirts. And if you don't see your team on there, you can hit them up in the contact uh, contact section of their website. Uh, which is linked below, by the way. It's in the description. So go ahead and click on that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Valtimeri Surf Company. Dot, or excuse me, Valtimeri Surf is the website. You can use the promo code Gary10 and it'll get you 10% off of your order. Uh, these guys are great. I mean, just absolutely. They treat me well. They will treat you well. Uh, the shirts are awesome. But uh, as far as the custom request, if you don't see your team, you can hit them up in the contact section and request. Uh, your school, your campus, whatever it is, Tallahassee, Tuscaloosa, Starkville, etc. You can reach out to them. Fantastic stuff, so go and check it out. Gary10 at Valtimeri Surf Company. Uh, com is the place. So go and check it out over there. Great guys um, and great shirts, honestly. Like, I, I wouldn't be telling you about them if I didn't think so, but yeah, they are really, really good stuff. All right, moving along, the college football most valuable players of the week and we'll pull it up on the screen and this is what we got here all right we're going to start with the p5 uh michael mayer from notre dame had a ridiculous ppa last week so he was the most valuable player as far as p5 schools are concerned next on the list jonathan mingo at ole miss over two uh, predicted points added per play that's not bad not bad uh marvin harrison jr from Ohio State. He is number three, and he had 1.942 uh, per play. Um, after him, as far as P5, uh, Chimeri Dyke, our DK, I don't remember exactly how you pronounce it, but regardless, he was 1.843. And then moving on down, Emeka Igbuka from Ohio State is number five with uh, with 1.614. We'll toss in just, you know, 
just for old time's sake, Purdue tight end Payne Durham. Uh, we've talked quite a bit about him. He is the safety blanket. He is the security blanket for Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. So uh, moving over to the G5, here is what you're looking at. And we, we don't do FCS on here, but there were several FCS players that had big days. Um, Utah State wide receiver Brian Cobbs had a massive day against Air Force. He he was a big reason why they were able to pull that upset. So Brian Cobbs at Utah State, uh, Jawan Newton at Tulsa, or excuse me, Toledo, Ronaldo Flores at UTEP, and let's see, Javon Baker at UCF, and I think we had one more, Jacoby Jones at Ohio. Like, Ohio had a massive day on offense against Akron. Just killed killed my bet. So, moving along from there, we'll go on and do this as well. The most watched college football games of the week. Now, this was pretty nuts to me. Uh, Alabama and A&M being number one is not super surprising. It was the primetime game on CBS. It did 7.1 million viewers. But from here, let me just go on and read them off for the uh, for the podcast crowd. Ohio State, Michigan State on ABC did 4.4 million. That was number two. Number three, Auburn, Georgia, 4.2 million on CBS. Michigan, Indiana on Fox was 4 million. Red River on ABC was 3.4 million. Your number six here was Tennessee LSU on ESPN. That was 3 million. And then Utah, UCLA, 2.7 million on Fox. That was number seven. Notre Dame, BYU on NBC was 2.5 million. The thing that surprised me about this is it didn't have to be a good game. These are blowouts. Ohio State, Michigan State, Auburn, Georgia, Michigan, Indiana. That was tight until the second half. Uh, But Red River as well in Tennessee LSU. Those were all blowouts. Utter domination. We're talking three-score games. And it didn't matter. This is why these TV contracts are going crazy. Because your top six all had three million or more viewers. And it didn't matter if the game was good. All you got to do is toss some big brands up there. At Michigan, anytime they play now, especially at those specific time slots, they're going to do $4 million. It doesn't matter. Same with Ohio State. I mean, they absolutely beat the brakes off Michigan State, and they still did 4.4 million viewers. It's just the way it goes. you got a massive fan base. You're going to draw people. They are going to watch regardless of how good or bad the game is. Uh, I mean, it's it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. So, uh, moving right along, uh, it's time for NFL Super Contest Gambling Picks Against the Spread for week number six. I got five games every single week that I put my hard-earned cash on, of course, here in Tennessee. And uh, the last week, uh, excuse me, last week, week five, I went two and three against the number. And so I'm having to kind of rework my numbers a little bit. But, uh, but I feel pretty good about this week's. So we'll roll through them very quickly, and uh, and we will we will figure this out. I'll go on and tell you, I'm overall on the season 13-12 and 12 against the spread. So still, you know, as far as win percentage goes, I'm still up. Unit-wise, not so much, but we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. <coughs> we'll start with this. The Jaguars are a two-point underdog at the Colts. Uh, the Jags... This is an easy one for me. One, I've got the Jags rated higher anyway. I thought the wrong team was favored, even in the Dome. Uh, but the Jags are 13-2-1 against the spread in their last 16 against the Colts. 
I don't really have to go into too much detail on that. I think the Jags are the better football. Uh, excuse me, the better football team. I think they got the better quarterback. I think they got better skill players. I think they got the better defense. So I will take them even on the road to win this game, and I think they're going to win outright. So give me the two point push there. Of course, the latest lines over at BetUS. Go and check them out as well because they powered the show. But uh, but Jags plus two, Ravens to cover four and a half on the road at the Giants. Uh, the Giants 11-23-1 against the spread in their last 35 home games. Baltimore 9-4-1 against the spread against teams with a winning record. Of course, the Giants are coming back from London. Uh, yeah, I will take I will take the Ravens. This feels like a good situational spot. I think the Ravens are the significantly better football team. Uh, the Ravens also, I uh, believe, 5-0 and against the spread in their last five coming off of a spread loss. So they did not cover the spread last week against the Bengals, even though they did get the win. Uh, so I will take them to cover four and a half there. The Seattle Seahawks, a three-point underdog against the Cardinals. Now, trend-wise, this doesn't necessarily fit, uh, but I think that Seattle is the better football team. I've got them rated higher uh, than the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven at Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks, however... They are 40-19-4 against the spread their last 63 after a straight-up loss. They tend to come back and cover the week after they lose. Pete Carroll has not forgotten how to coach. I like Seattle, not only to win outright here, but uh, but also to cover the spread. Give me the three points there with Seattle. Um, the Bengals are a one-point favorite in New Orleans. I'm taking a lot of road teams here. Uh, Seattle, of course, was the home team. But, uh, but yes, the Bengals, a one-point favorite at the Saints. Uh, the Bengals, 11-2 and against the spread in their last 13 games overall. They are 7-1 and against the spread their last eight on the road. New Orleans, 3-8 and in their last 11 after getting a spread win, which they did last week. I look at this. Uh, one, I think the Bengals are the significantly better football team after watching these teams this season. But two, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming back home to the Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, coming back down to Louisiana, they're going to try and put on a show. And I fully expect them to be able to do that against that Saints defense. Uh, I don't I don't think the Saints are a very good team this year. I don't think they're very good. And I, I don't care who's playing. I don't care if it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. Uh, regardless, I think the Bengals are a way better team. Give me the Bengals minus one. Cowboys at the Eagles. Give me the Eagles to cover four and a half here. Cowboys 7-2 and two in their last nine against the spread against the Eagles. Uh, however, the Eagles this year 4-1-1 and one against the spread at home. I think these are different football teams. At some point, this Cooper Rush thing is going to end, and I believe it ends this weekend. Philadelphia is the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, yes, I, I say that even knowing that the Bills are widely regarded as that. I think the way that Philadelphia's offense is running is magnificent, and they've got a fantastic defense as well. Uh, they are very confusing for a lot of teams. They can run the ball. They can also throw the ball. Jalen Hurts, I would have never imagined. Um, but this is a good football team. I'm going to take them to cover the four and a half. I think there's value there. I had this I had this closer to a touchdown. Uh, so the fact that it's only four and a half, it's actually come down from five and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, Dallas is good, and they've had a good run. But Sunday night football... I like the Eagles there. All right, we're going to take uh, one more quick break. Shouldn't take very long, but then we're going to hit our college football viewing guide. So stick around on the other side. Let's check out some things you should know about. 
Follow the show on Twitter at Winning Cures. And you can follow Gary at Gary WCE. You can also follow on Facebook. Got your own podcast or web show? Looking to start one? Or you're just curious how we look and sound so good? Well, we've got all the gear that we use listed on our gear page on the website. And if you order using our links, you'll be supporting the show too. Subscribe on YouTube to get not only full Winning Cures Everything shows, but individual segments and other goodies as well. We're over 6,000 subscribers, and our goal by the end of the year is 7,500. If you're interested in advertising on a show that reaches over 80,000 unique football fans per month during the season, send an email to Gary at winningcureseverything.com, and we'll put together a plan that best fits you or your business. And now, back to the show. All right, the college football viewing guide for week number seven. We got a lot to discuss. What I do in this segment is basically explain exactly what's going to be on my TV this week as far as college football is concerned. Uh, We've got games from Wednesday night all the way through Saturday night, and I am pumped about it. And it goes all the way until uh, 3 a.m. Sunday morning, sometime around there, whenever it is. It's going to be a long time if you're going to stay up and watch that Hawaii game on Spectrum Pay-Per-View. But, uh, and I would not recommend that, get you, get you some sleep and then get up and, and come join the college football recap and reaction show that we do. A little bit of Sunday service, if you will. All right, let's go on and pull it up on the screen here. And let's start with, of course, Wednesday evening, Louisiana at Marshall. I think that's going to be a fun game, an interesting game. Uh, you will get to see exactly what Louisiana looks like right now without Billy Napier. Uh I will tell you this. It's not great. It's not great. It's not a good football team. Um, but they, they might could surprise Marshall. Marshall, of course, has had some downers. So I would I would pay attention to this one. Moving over to Thursday evening, uh, my main TV is going to have Baylor at West Virginia on. Uh, Thursday, probably going to be hanging out. That one's on uh, FS1 at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, this is a... This is a fun spot to figure out exactly what these two teams are, right? West Virginia, really good offense, not a very good defense. Baylor, average at everything. So which team gets an advantage here? Uh, this is this is a fun matchup. So I'm interested in that. Uh, Temple-UCF, I got no, no desire. I think that's like a four-touchdown spread. Uh, moving over to Friday, Navy at SMU. Uh, go and watch the BetUS College Football Show. You will see... Uh, that I have a play on Navy SMU. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. And then if you would like to see a bloodbath, you can turn it over to CBS Sports Network at uh, 7 p.m., excuse me, at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and watch Texas San Antonio, UTSA, just destroy FIU. Uh, But Navy SMU, that one's a 6.30 p.m. Central Time cake. You know, we're just going to go God's time zone. We're we're just going to make it easy. God's time zone, 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN is Navy at SMU on Friday evening. All right, moving to the Saturday slate. And let's just let's keep it rolling with God's time zone in the Central Time Zone. Iowa State at Texas is going to be on a side TV. Auburn at Ole Miss is going to be on a side TV. And then Penn State at Michigan is going to be on my main screen. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox Iowa State at Texas is going to be 11 a.m. on ABC. And then you've got uh, Auburn Ole Miss on ESPN. 
I think that Auburn Ole Miss game could get sideways early. Minnesota-Illinois, I think, is going to be a very interesting game as well. That one's on the Big Ten Network. I will probably have that one up on the iPad. So just to pay attention to, just to see what's going on, uh, Illinois could be in a lot of trouble if Tommy DeVito is not playing. Just saying. All right, we move along to the Saturday 3.30 slot. You guys already know what I'm doing. Alabama-Tennessee. This is the first undefeated matchup between these two since 1989. Uh, The first top six matchup between the two in I don't even know how long. Maybe since 89? It's been a long time. Um, That's going to be an absolute, just ridiculous barn burner of a game. Uh, Just a lot of fun. Tennessee fans have been waiting on a game like that for a very, very long time, uh, especially against a rival like Alabama, who they have not beaten uh, ever since Nick Saban got there. Yeah, that's uh, 15 years. 15 years. Oklahoma State at TCU will be on one of the side TVs. That one's on ABC at 2.30. And I'm also going to have Arkansas at BYU on one of my side screens. I will toss NC State at Syracuse on the iPad uh, at the same time on ACC Network. Arkansas and BYU on ESPN, that looks like it could be a very interesting football game. Very interesting. Uh, two not very good defenses, two quarterbacks that can sling it. Yeah, yeah, that should be fun. Uh, can Arkansas run on BYU? That's a good question. Probably. Should be a lot of fun, especially with KJ Jefferson being back. All right, we move to the nightcap. Saturday is 7 p.m. Here's what I like. Um, I'm going to watch USC and Utah. Because I gotta figure out USC. I gotta see what this team is. I think Utah gives them uh, their biggest test of the season thus far. Even though Utah did just get beat last week by UCLA, I'm gonna have on my side screens um, Clemson at Florida State. That one's at 6:30 p.m. on ABC, and I'm gonna have LSU at Florida, which is 6 p.m. on ESPN. Those are gonna be my side screen games. USC Utah is going to be the main screen. Um, I'm going to have a couple of games going as far as computer, iPad, the other TV that's in my man cave, etc. Memphis at East Carolina could be interesting. These are two teams that are very up and down. You don't know what version you're going to get from week to week. And then Mississippi State at Kentucky. If Will Levis plays, that one could be tricky. If he doesn't, Mississippi State could beat them by 30. I mean, they, they they could really, really get whipped. Uh, another one to pay attention to uh, in the nightcap is North Carolina and Duke. I, I think that North Carolina blows them out, but Duke has really shown some fight this year, so I am interested in that one. Um, oh, the the, uh, the nightcap here. San Jose State at Fresno State. That one's going to be at 9.45 p.m. Central on FS1. Logan Fife is supposed to be starting at quarterback again for Fresno State. Something to pay attention to. Just throwing it out there. I would have told you to watch Air Force at UNLV, but UNLV, Doug Brumfeld, the quarterback there, uh, is out injured. He's not even on the depth chart for this week. So I don't really know what to expect with the Rebels there. So, I, you know. But at the same time, Air Force, after after what you did last week, no, nah, that ain't it. So I'm, I'm not going to be watching them. Uh, other interesting matchups from the weekend Washington State, uh, excuse me, Washington State, Oregon State. If you can find the Pac-12 network, uh, that one could be interesting. Arizona goes to Washington. That one's a 4:30 p.m. on Pac-12 network. That's that's interesting because Washington does not appear to be able to stop anybody. Arizona, uh, on the other hand, 
cannot stop anybody either. You could have a ton of points in that game. Um, I, just one to one to pay attention to, one to see what's going on. Uh, along with that, uh, what else do we got? Miami and Virginia Tech has been relegated to ESPN three or whatever regional sports network you may have. That's that's just weird, right? I mean, Miami, all this hype around that program and just nothing. Those are two bad football teams right now. Uh, Texas State, what do they do for an encore after beating App State? Well, they go to Troy. That was on ESPN 3 at 2.30 p.m. Um, Central, of course. James Madison goes to Georgia Southern at 3 p.m. Central. Uh, that one could be very interesting. Arkansas State at Southern, that one's going to be interesting as well. I, You know, there's... Basically, there's fun games all day long. I, I mean, I can't find any game that I wouldn't watch. Oh, I didn't even bring up Kansas. Uh, I mentioned Jalen Daniels being out. Well, Dylan Gabriel may be coming back. How much of a difference does that make? Right? Like, does Oklahoma get up off the mat after three straight just brutal losses? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. All right. But that should do it for today's show a lot of fun as always you guys are magnificent if you like the new college football rundown I'm going to be doing those on days where we don't have a show being released so just to toss out whatever the latest news is uh, there's a lot of things that I would love to hit on in the show but I, I don't have the time to do all of it and I don't know that you guys would listen for like three hours a day so, so I try and toss in the news and nuggets as much as I humanly can. Uh, but those little five-minute, you know, ten-minute podcasts are easy to produce, very quick, and I can give you guys the, the latest college football news, whether it's injuries, uh, any kind of coaching news, realignment, etc., any kind of rumors, all that, all that fun stuff. So, let me know if you like it. I'm going to try and keep it going for a little while. Uh, if you dig it, you know, maybe we turn it into a YouTube segment. We'll see. Um, but right now, the audio only is interesting. I went ahead and did upload the audio to YouTube for the Tuesday morning college football rundown. Let me know. I'm curious what you think about it. So hit me up. Tell me. Uh, don't forget the Valtimary Surf Company. Those guys are great. Use promo code Gary10. You can click the link in the description for that. Along with that, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe on the show. We're trying to get to 7,500. And leave a nice five-star review on whatever your favorite podcast app is, along with jumping in the comments. You guys are magnificent. Watch the BetUS College Football Show on Wednesday. It's going to be a good time. I promise. we got some big matchups that we still have to discuss. Ah, and that's going to do it. You guys are so fantastic. So fantastic. Uh, let's get out of here. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And make sure to leave a nice five-star review. You can follow Gary on Twitter, at GaryWCE. And the show is at Winning Cures. Be sure to check out the merch in our web store and share the show.